What's up, TS gang? Welcome to another episode of Talking Spit. Um, today we have Mr. Koyu with us today. Um, he's a teacher of mine from senior year. He's pre-calculus of uh, Roman Catholic. And we're going to tell him a little more about himself. So, Mr. Koyu, if you want to. Yeah, appreciate you, Isaiah. Um, like you just said, I am a high school math and science teacher. I was a math teacher at 10 years, for 10 years at Roman Catholic High School. And I had the privilege of having Isaiah in class during his senior year last year, uh, which ended on a weird note in, in March of 2020. And then uh, over the summer, I actually made the decision to leave Roman. I'm now a uh, 12th grade physics teacher for the Mastery Charter Network. I teach at Mastery Wensfest. So first off, didn't even know that. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, Sean was also a student. Sean couldn't join us today. He's currently um, moving back on our campus today. So shout out to Sean. Hopefully he moves in and gets there safely. Um, so I guess my first question, and this is a question that it just came to me at the time. What made you um, leave Roman? Like, what was the ultimate decision? Was it because of Corona or other reasons? Uh, that's a good question. Um, so first of all, I, I love my time at Roman. When I first yeah. took that job, I, I thought it was going to be like a one or two year thing. It ended up being a 10 year thing. Um, but I just graduated with my master's degree back in May from St. Joe's University. And right. the plan with, with that was to actually stay at Roman for an additional year and then just kind of see what was out there in terms of administrative positions at other schools. And then 2020 happened, COVID happened, quarantine happened. So over the summer, I decided to at least look to see what was out there. I wasn't actually interviewing with the intention of necessarily leaving Roman, but just seeing what the possibilities were. And this opportunity and this offer came along at Mastery. I did multiple interviews with them and uh, we kind of chatted about what it would look like this upcoming year, along with what it, this job would look like when quarantine eventually ends and we go back to like full on in-person learning. And it was just too good of an opportunity to pass up. Um, so I, I took the job, contacted Roman and let them know I was leaving. And then, wow. um, yeah, no regrets, nothing negative I could ever say about Roman. I loved my time yeah. there. I love where I'm currently at with mastery and where this, I think, position is going to go. Um, it's weird in a, in a year of 2020 where there were so many negatives. It is nice to have at least one positive thing that came out of that year. So, yeah. yeah. So what do you like teaching better? Are you more into the science or are you more into the math? So my background is in mathematics. I've never taught physics before. This is my first year doing it. Um, oh, okay. So just based off of experience and my degree, I'm inclined to say math, but I will say it's been a lot of fun this year, like going back and working on physics, having taken several physics classes in college. I actually started off as an engineering major. So relearning something that was once a passion of yours that you just haven't done in a while was always really cool. Uh, so I'll say there's a slight lean on that seesaw towards math, but physics is just math in motion. So there's still a, a huge math component to it, but that's very exciting. I know what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I just had a, like, I know you probably got this question a lot, just like being a teacher in general. Like, what is that? Oh, was that always a passion of yours? Like even going through college or maybe like coming to the end of years of your high school years? Did you want, like, where was that thing? Or did you have that thought like, this is what the career I would like to pursue? Or was it like a thing where you got to college and you was like, all right, I feel as though I would be better in this field? 
Yeah, great question. Uh, it wasn't until I got to college. When I was in high school, I was very much dead set on being a mechanical engineering major and designing roller coasters. That was the trajectory at like 18 years old. Um, and I think working with young people now, because a lot of them are on that college bound path, emphasizing yeah. that it's good to have an idea of what you're passionate about. It kind of helps eliminate some distractors that can pop up along the way. But don't think that you have to go into college with and continue with the plan that you're starting with. I knew at the end of my freshman year that engineering just wasn't for me. I made the decision to switch to just be a math major because I always loved mathematics. Didn't know what I was going to do with it. I just figured, you know, when you have a math degree, that just sounds like you kind of know what you're talking about with a very specific <laughs> content. Uh, and then junior year, I took a job on campus tutoring. And I mostly tutored freshman business and nursing majors who needed help with, with math. And I loved that job. I loved working with like small groups of like four to five freshmen at a time, going over math content with them. And it wasn't until like the second half of my junior year that I thought maybe I would want to go into education. Um, so that wasn't even my, a career trajectory or a thought of mine until I was 21 years old. Uh, it's funny that you said that because I actually changed my major after the first semester. I just just yeah, sitting there, yeah. I just 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 sitting there because you, when you when you're in high school, you think you want to be something, and then you go out, and it's really not. It's not you. It's not that it's hard, but it's just it's just I don't want to do this, you know. Sure. So I I definitely understand when you come in, when you go in there, and you think your your purpose is to do this one thing, and you find out it's not. It can be scary sometimes, but you know you take the attitude test, you you figure yourself out, and you you it's it's nothing wrong with going in there undecided. Because, you, you know, you're young, you've got so much time to do whatever, but definitely understand the different trajectory of uh, where your career paths can go. Yeah, and then, like, I'm sorry, but, oh, no, I was just about to say, like, I, I definitely, I feel as though, like, just to go off of what Zay said, I feel as though, like, just growing up in general, like, coming from any high school, any background, is that just the feeling of you have to know what's, like, what you want to do specifically, or else, like, everything is just going to fall off track. Because when I, like, going, like, coming out of high school, I already know, like, I wanted to, my end goal was to end up in pre-law, but I always thought, like, I wanted to go, like, the criminal justice route and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, when I, like, when I got there and I started to look at the stuff that, like, where criminal justice takes you, I'm like, this not, like, I realized, like, this is not where I want to be. So now I had to, like, really sit down and look at, like, what look within myself. I was like, damn, like, what do I really want to do? And I changed, I flipped over, and now I'm doing political science. So it's just, like, I feel as though, I feel as though, like, just growing up at any age, you always have the urge to want to know what your next step will be without even, like, knowing what you truly want to do or, like, what you truly, where your passion lies. So, like, I, that's why I was just thinking, like, I feel like everybody, always, like, everyone goes to that moment or that time in their life where they just, like, or oh, I think I need to realize, like, what I really want. Yeah, even then, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, yeah, it's, is that, like again it is funny because I was actually thinking about this earlier like like in high school I was always thinking like art art like I want to do something with art maybe be an artist but I found out I don't really hold myself accountable that well so maybe art isn't for me so I've been thinking about psychology and it's like do I act like I've been thinking about being a therapist but it's like do I actually want to do that and it's like that's really the point in college like we just put so much pressure in ourselves to like find out what we want to do it's like we have to do that but like the point in college at least for like the first year or two it's 
really putting your interests together and trying to find out what you actually want to do and even then like um like you don't have to pinpoint it down like because you you still have senior to get opportunities um and just like I don't know this is there's so much like one one major can take you so many different directions so yeah you all bring up really good points there's certain majors that are setting you up for a very specific career. Like if you're majoring in accounting, obviously you plan to go on and become an accountant. Uh, but if yeah. you're in this, so this space as like an 18, 19, 20 year old, and you, you know what like you're passionate about, you just don't know how you plan on applying that to a, a job or a career necessarily. Um, you, there's so many like kind of like general, I'll call them general education degrees, but things like just getting a degree in, in math or, or bio or political science or criminal justice or uh, psychology, like there's a lot of ways to apply those <clears throat> degrees later on in a career, especially with the way careers are, are changing nowadays. Um, you know, when I was growing up, like social media didn't exist. So the concept right. of being like the social media coordinator for a business was not a career path that anybody was on just because it wasn't there. And so having these degrees like psychology, philosophy, criminal justice, political science, um, you might be prepping yourself for a career position that just doesn't exist in the year 2021, but might exist in the year like 2031. And now you can kind of pivot in this direction and, uh, and go down that path as well. I think you're setting yourself up for a lot more success if you go down that path. If like, you're not super keen on majoring in something specifically for a specific job. And Isaiah will tell you that uh, a lot of the assignments that I gave at Roman, I always gave uh, like an inspirational quote at the beginning of each one. Yeah. One of my one of my favorites is uh, it's better to be at the bottom of a ladder you want to climb than halfway up one you don't. So make sure that you're giving yourself credit if you're at the very beginning of a career or a major. If it's something that you're passionate about, like you're not going to have any trouble climbing that ladder even if you're currently at step one. Yeah, and then just going off of like what you just said, like that I never heard that quote before, but that one like once you said it, I really like I just took a second. I was like, damn, like this really true because. No matter what you do in life, if you truly want to do it, you have no problem going through any of the obstacles or the twists and turns or the bumps or whatever in that road that you're going down. Because at the end of the day, you know that that's where your happiness lies or that's where you truly want to go. But if you go a whole different route and what you're doing to say, like a lot of people do stuff for the job of money or for the job of the happiness of others. So to like prove something to somebody else. So by the time you get all the way down there, and or say you get to the end and you look back and you're like, I just did all this, but it's still like you feel the emptiness within you. So it's basically like you just wasted all that time where you could have been doing something that could have been truly meant for you. Now you got to try to backtrack. And that's one thing you can never get back in life. It's time. Definitely. Um, Kim mentioned this earlier about having accountability for certain things. And if there's one thing I learned senior year, especially with Mr. Coyle's class, is that accountability definitely matters. So who here has done Khan Academy before? Yeah. Yeah. So what, how it's set up is there's like a ton of Khan Academy assignments, right? And they're all due by like the end of the week. So everything is due Friday at 11.59 p.m. Mind you, he, he lets you know ahead of time, the, the list, and he teaches, you, he teaches you the lessons in class, but it's up to you to get this done at 11.59. And what happens is, especially when you're our age, you know, you get caught up in other stuff like going out, practice, stuff like that. But he gives you time. He gives you until Friday at 11.59. So common sense would say, get this done. But 
everybody in here knows that you're not getting that assignment done until Friday, <laughs> eleven o'clock. You know what I'm saying? And and it's like it's like it's no one's it's not his fault. It's no one's fault but your own because he teaches it, and we're in class for a good 45, 50 minutes. So you can ask if you have a problem with something. So it just all leads on on you and. My question is for you, like, why, why, why that lesson in particular? Like, was that something you tried to stress upon, or is that like something that, like, it came across you? Like, why, why that lesson? Yeah. So uh, the setups for my lessons are very much like this is the main idea we're going to talk about this week, right? And I make everything available on Monday, just because working with seniors, I understand that your life at that point is so much more than just school. Freshmen normally, it's like you're being dropped off, you're being picked up. Um, maybe you're involved in like a sport but there's still a lot of like communication with with parents and guardians just because like you're 15 years old by the time you're a senior and you're 18 you have a lot more going on you might have a job you might be involved in multiple sports you might have a girlfriend or a boyfriend that's also a priority for you and so just saying like here's what we're going to do this week and I'm making everything available from the onset so that you can kind of prioritize with time management like when you want to get this done if you're someone that has, you know, a lot going on on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, you have a major project due for history on Thursday, uh, you conceivably could just get Mr. Coyle's work done for the week on Monday. If you really want to go home and knock out eight hours worth of math that night. Um, and granted, we're still going to discuss it. No one's being left behind. Like, here's what we're doing Monday. Here's what we're doing Tuesday. Here's what we're doing Wednesday. If you're somebody that needs assistance or help, the content, the review, the assistance is still there. Oftentimes we would take kids who, um, who were go-getters that would get their work done Monday and Tuesday. And now they're kind of sitting in class like, what do I do this week? Well, there are plenty of students that are struggling with this content. So let's partner you up and now you can help each other out and you can kind of give them direction and guidance. But it does put a little bit of um, freedom on kids while they're still in high school to get used to what the time management and freedom is going to be like in whatever you're doing after high school. Because if you're in college, you're definitely going to have assignments where it's like you have a class Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And so here's Monday. Your teacher gives you this assignment. It's not due until Friday. You have that whole week to kind of figure out when you want to get it done. If you're somebody not going down the college path, if you're going right into the working world or right into the military, uh, there's other responsibilities that pop up and you need to figure out time management. And it's an ongoing lesson in life. <laughs> I don't think anybody perfects that at any specific age. But the earlier you can introduce it into students' lives, uh, just helps them be set up for what's awaiting them after they graduate high school. So that's sort of the idea behind it. And I mentioned this. I mentioned this in um, the last episode about how Roman is so different from other high schools. It's because they put this this they put you on this pedestal of responsibility so early on that once you reach senior year or like you reach this level, you're already kind of prepared. So we're not, cause no other, like it can the accountability thing. Like there's always been due dates and times and stuff like that, but there's either this assignment and it's due this day, you know? But I've never had an assignment due, like I never had a class out of like yours. So when I, when I had that freedom for that whole week and there was some days where I didn't do it until Friday. And then it was some days where I did it on Monday and I got it done for that week. And it was like, now what and <laughs> and it's and it, it it's crazy it's crazy because when you i'm I'm somebody who needs structure in my life like i i do a lot you know like i i was a student i was part of track i did basketball i did all those things because i'm, I'm someone who constantly keeps busy so when i have free time i get bored like tremendously talking spit because i was bored during quarantine 
Like honestly. So I understand I understand that lesson, but I also understand that I think students need to take advantage of the fact that they have responsibilities like that. Because not everybody has that, you know, or has grasped that opportunity of the accountability aspect, really. You know what I mean? I agree. And when it comes to things like deadlines and um, having drive, like there's external deadlines that are going to be kind of like forced on you. But there are deadlines that exist in life that like no force is putting on. Like there's no deadline for when you have to get married or for when you have to start mm. a family or for when you have to pursue a career for the first time. Like some people have, all right, like April 15th is tax day. Like there's a very specific time period in which I have to get this thing done. But if you can, um, if you never introduce people to the idea of making deadlines for themselves or personal accountability, there's a great TED talk if you go on YouTube um, Tim Urban gives a talk on procrastination. That is yeah. one of the best talks I've, I've ever seen. And how, um, when it comes to things like getting your, getting your work done, your teacher can tell you, your parents can tell you, but when you're a senior in high school, you're very quickly going to be responsible for getting your stuff done on your own. Um, and that's what I always tried to stress with you, Isaiah, and your classmates was, I'm going to interact with 17-year-old you, but I need you to know that I also care about like 27-year-old you, 37-year-old you, 47-year-old you. And uh, our time together is limited. It's, it's 10 months. Um, and hopefully yeah. what we can do in these 10 months sets you up for, for what's awaiting you next. Because if you're not prepared for that, um, that's going to do you more of a disservice than if, than if you don't know the math content or you don't know the physics content. Um, and then, and I good. feel like, yeah, and then I feel like, like with you and Zaire both saying, I feel like something just like, not, not just me, not even being in the classroom with the both of you is just the fact that someone could pick up something small in life and just like take it and run with it and it'll and it'll just do you justice forever and like like you even said not the math or not the science that I'm teaching you it's the it's the values within the class like reading in between the lines type thing like it's the values within the class that I'm I'm trying to instill within you to show you that it's not always just it's not always just today or tomorrow like you say, you give the you have the whole week to do it. So you're not just thinking about oh what I'm gonna do in the next hour or the next couple hours or the next day. You have to think way ahead of time. That way you could learn how to plan ahead. So that way you could instill that within yourself to be like, all right, I know like I have to set myself. So therefore, no matter what I do this week, like I know like sometime this week I have to get that done. So yeah. I feel like it's just that's just like an amazing, amazing thing that you could put in someone just to be able to like sit down and be like, all right, this is what I had to do. Because a lot of people that procrastination takes over and they're like, that's something that could just go from school to a job or like like a relationship or a friendship or anything. So you being able to instill that into not just one student, but multiple students throughout your tenure at Roman is just like a, a great thing. Yeah, and I feel like just helping students learn skills, like, Obviously, you're you're helping them in the long run, and, and like to some extent, but like you, it also shows like you're trying to build that connection. And it's like again, we only have ten months together, but you're still gonna care about them for all for like their future. And I feel like that really like leaves an impact on students as well. Like some of those teachers, I like I have a few in my like like they mean a lot to me. And even then, like I still text them here and there, and I'm like, hey, let's catch up. Um, so shout out to you. Like it sounds it sounds like you really care for your students and know you're making a difference. 
Appreciate it. Uh, can, can I ask the three of you here, because you're all currently in school, how, how are you doing with your uh, your time management and your deadlines and when assignments are due? It's obviously a little different maybe in like the quarantine COVID world of college, but you're still, um, I'm just curious how you're making out with, with that aspect of the of the process. So you want the lie, you want the truth. <laughs> w- which one do you think I want, Isaiah? You know me. Uh, truth is, I actually, for my first semester, I didn't do as bad as I thought I would. Um, the first, the first month with the counting, I said, "Oh yeah, this, 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 the, this is the, this is the one I had to attack the most," and you know, put um, a lot of focus on that one. And that's what I do. That's like when I do as high school, I always did that. Like, I was like, "Okay, which, which, which course needs the most focus?" Because some things like math. Like I was always good at, so it could come naturally. I didn't need to study an hour for math, but history, you know what I'm saying? So I did okay. I didn't do, I wasn't the best with time management. I didn't have dates set up, but you know, I put it in the back of my head that, okay, I need to do this, that, and the third. But this semester, after, after learning my stakes from the first semester to this semester, I'm definitely putting it out in the open that I need to do better. That's all I'm going to say. Go ahead, Karen. You could go. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I did pretty well. I I have like my little booklet with like it's like my planner. One of my teachers taught me those actually. So shout out to Mr. Connard. Uh <laughs> but yeah, I really stuck by with that planner. I think I did pretty well. Um and especially like I do well when other people hold me accountable. Like if it's something yeah. I set for myself, I'll leave it off for like however long I want really it's like it just depends on my mood but when it's like other people holding me on cannibal I'll actually do it like they know some experience I always gotta tell them what I'm gonna do in order for me to do it I don't I don't know why that's just how I work but um yeah I think just getting things done on time I did pretty well on but actually like the material sometimes I could have done better because I know I've it fluctuates sometimes Uh, for me, I could I could say the same thing that they said earlier in the episode that I'm a person where if I if I if my day is not like fully planned out, like I'm gonna lose check because it's like so much time within the day. Like I want to get this, I want to get this done. But if I actually had like set times for certain things, that I know I'm gonna get it done. So I could say from from at least August when I first got up there to like the middle of September, my like my time management was horrible. And it's just the simple fact of me trying to grasp what was going on, and like just because me, I don't, like I'm not sure about Kim and Zay, but I'm a first generation college student, so I never had anybody to say like when you go to college, you gotta get this one or you gotta do this or you know certain stuff. So I was like trying to figure it out for myself. So for the first couple of weeks I was at school, I was just like just living like you know, so not really under like taking heed to what I had to get done. So but then afterwards. I bought like a cal- I bought uh like a calendar type thing. It's yeah. like with the erasable marker. And I just I ever for the like a, at Moon Monday, I would just write down everything I had to get done for the entire week. And then like I just make sure I knock everything out and as I go, I just erase, erase. And then like stuff like that, I used to get excited because my board almost because the board is almost empty. So I'm like, all right, I'm all, almost got everything <laughs> done. So it's just the fact that I feel as though if you see what you had to get done and then you make sure like that's you make sure it's a goal that you wanna you want to obtain, 
then if you make yourself want to do it, then you're going to get it done. Like I'm not like I feel as though that's what everybody. If the person actually wants to do it, then it will get done. So I can say for the first couple of weeks out of there, I did terrible, but to to finish out, I feel as though I did well, and that's something I want to carry yeah. into the second semester. I finished from a strong note myself. Yeah. And that was awesome. And and you all should be really proud of yourselves for like the work that you've done that went like the way you wanted it to. It's good to take those moments to like celebrate yourself for when you accomplish something. But at the same time, being realistic of like your, your shortcomings a little bit and trying to find ways to change them. I love what you said, Matrice and Kim about having these calendars where you're writing stuff down and then you're crossing it off your list. And there's something so psychological about seeing it there and then erasing it and seeing it go away. It's like a, <laughs> it's a physical representation of like you accomplishing something. And even if it's just you got a homework assignment done or you got a discussion board done or you got your podcast to get started. Um, seeing it there like physically is, uh, is so clutch because if you're just keeping track in your head, um, that, that's when you start to like lose sight and procrastinate and then it gets really <laughs> kind of dark really quickly. <laughs> ain't lying. Um, <laughs> moving on, moving on. Um, so, Martise, Kim, they um, actually had a chance to go on campus and their schools did very good with the uh, COVID um, protections and all that. I go back, I go on campus this Friday. Um, so my first semester was online. My so the question is, what's the difference? Like, what, like, what's the significant difference to you from teaching? Because we know from learning, I, can, I think I can speak for all of us, learning online is terrible. Um, what is what's the difference between teaching online and teaching in person? Like, do you have you find anything you struggle upon, or, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I would also love at the end of this to hear your thoughts as well as students going through this because I hear my own personal students complain, <laughs> but it would nice to yeah. see, to get a gauge of like where you're all at. Um, but as far as being like a teacher in this virtual environment, because we're a hundred percent virtual. And so yeah. I think the, one of like the weird things I've experienced personally is I'm at a brand new school this year. So I've only been in my high school twice. Both of them were back in August. As far as my coworkers go, there's about 65 people total between teachers and admin. I've met a total of 10 of them. Uh, and only and eight of them I only met once. There's only two teachers I work with who I've met more than once. And every single student I teach, I've only interacted in this situation. Uh, and it's actually nice to be in a Zoom call where all of the cameras are turned on and everybody. Because <laughs> um, there's always like people trying to fight that. And this obviously this is a smaller group when you're trying to teach like a class of like 25. Uh, there's always kids that have to have their cameras off for whatever reason. But it's weird. I think if I was still at Roman and I was teaching virtually, I would have already interacted with those kids as juniors. Yeah. So to then have them in this environment as seniors, there's still something to go off of. Here, the only interaction I have with my students is if they want to interact with me through their computer yep. screens. So the one thing I've noticed that I think is a little more universal, not just necessarily my school, but anywhere in the US right now, if they're doing virtual instruction is if you're, some, if you're a student who's already very heavily motivated and you really want to get to know your content and you want to do well in your classes, this doesn't limit that a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, there's obviously like some, some barriers with maybe communication. And, you know, in class, you could easily like 
30 seconds off to the side, ask your teacher something real quick. That doesn't necessarily happen here. In a classroom, it's constant voices and multiple conversations happening. In Zoom, it's very much like one person has the floor and everyone else has to listen to the one person that's talking. It does create a barrier. But the one thing that's, I think, kind of difficult, again, if you're driven, you're going to stay driven. If you're on the fence, if you're somebody that kind of likes to, to disappear in the classroom where you don't always want to participate, where you're, and, and these are not necessarily like negative things. There are students who do very well just by sitting there, being quiet, doing their work, and, and they're learning. But if you don't want to be seen, it's a lot easier to do that in this environment. Because as a teacher in a physical room, I can come over and stand right next to your desk and strike up a conversation with you and force you to kind of participate just a little bit. But here you can turn your camera off, go on mute, uh, not show up to class if you don't want to. And in both high school and college right now, if it's virtual. Yeah. Um, so I think that the difficulty really lies with making sure that you're, you're meeting the needs of, of every single student and trying to connect with every single student, but you're always kind of doing it one-on-one -on -one in Zoom. Whereas in a classroom, you could always kind of bring the class together or bring a small group together. And I, and I think that's the challenge uh, right now that's facing a lot of educators is making sure they're reaching every single kid. And it's easier in person uh, than it is online. Um, but you're all students who are going through this, this virtual process as well. So. Uh, agreements or disagreements with anything I said, or like, what are your own yeah. thoughts on on what it's like being a virtual student in your environment? Go ahead, I mean, uh, well, for me, I could say in the beginning it was kind of difficult because I'm the type of student like I'm a like, hands-on student, so if I'm in a class, yeah. like I'm gonna be asked like asking questions, interacting with teachers, stuff like that. So for me to be able to do it from a computer screen, it was just like it was a setback in the beginning, but then after a while, I got used to it. Then. When I went to college, it, we did like the hybrid type thing. So I had I had two online classes, but I had three in-person classes. So I still would get, I still got the aspect of learning in class, but it was just like, it wasn't the exact same as it used to be. But I feel as though, like you said, if the person wants to learn, then they will learn. If the person wants to do the work and show up to class, then that's what they would do. But if, if there's people who want to be like, like the stragglers in the back or those who just feel as though like, I don't want to do this because it's online. Then, like the grade and the outcome of the class is going to reflect such. So, and like you said, like in high school, you didn't like not you didn't have to show up to class, but on Zoom, if you didn't show up to class, then it was just like that's on you. Like you didn't turn your computer on. But in college, is literally like if you come to class, you come to class. But if you don't, that's like that's on you. You miss too many classes, you will get reprimanded and stuff like that. That's when you gotta go down that road. So it's just a yeah. simple fact that it's all within, like, you got to take, you got to hold, like, everybody, like, you have to hold yourself accountable and realize if this is what I choose to do, then these are the repercussions in which I have to stand. So me personally, I had no problem with Zoom. I wish it was like, I wish it was how it used to be, but sometimes you just got to take it how how it is. Um, personally, after spending the semester on Zoom and other various online apps, at first, it was great. I mean, I'm like, you know, I'm interacting with hi or everybody, but later down the line, everybody started turning their camera off. And that was just me. That was like the weirdo with my camera on and the teacher. Like, and and then one of the things I really didn't like is when they broke us up into groups and nobody would talk 
it was it was weird. Like it, it was basically me, a bunch of people, screens off, nobody's on mute, and I just break the ice and go on mute. So you guys want to talk about the assignment or and still silent for five minutes. The teacher pops in, still nothing. I'm like, okay, whatever. The next day go by, we do it again. And and this is where the all boys school thing killed me, I guess. Cause now I'm in I now I'm in a group of all females. All they're doing is talking about a bunch of nothing. I just, it was it wasn't it wasn't the best the best thing. I made the best out of it. I learned. Um, I just I just don't I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy being on the screen. And I I really the only the only thing I really don't like is the fact that I kind of we didn't have a Zoom when Roman did. We didn't really have a Zoom link. It was just like you know do the assignment. That was that. That was fine with me. You know I just did it and then that was it. You know wake up six o'clock sign in do my work, go back to sleep. Simple. But I couldn't really, I, it was weird just like talking. And at one point, the teacher even stopped putting the camera on. It was just looking at words. It was, it was weird. So I feel like Mr. Cole's point on like building those relationships, like that was a big struggle for me being online. Like some of my classes were hybrid, um, some online, some like fully in person. So I got I got a little bit of everything. Um, definitely love the like being in person. I just feel like I just did my best work there because it's like I have to be there. I'm like building the connection with the teacher, with the students, and then hybrid classes. They're like, uh, it, it, like it really just depends. I guess like when you're online, like I, I actually enjoyed some classes that were online because like it wasn't like a set schedule and okay rephrase this um like some classes were just full-on lectures I'm not I, again I'm a hands-on learner I I can't I can't listen and then learn like that <laughs> but I guess I, I pulled through with that class it was like lecture read write it's like you just do it like I'm just doing it just to do it but like some of the classes, like there were actually projects and building those breakout rooms, um, like doing projects we actually had to do because they were like <laughs> a good percent of our grade. But it was also like enjoyable projects in a sense. And it wasn't just like writing. It was actually like using different apps and doing like things you can see or like doing a little podcast, like that's how you build connections with you know your peers and then like like I even talked to the to my teacher the first time like I actually stayed and I said I enjoyed this thank you so I guess it really just depends on how the teacher sets it up just hearing all of your input I really appreciate it it's always nice to hear like a student's perspective on, on what this environment is like um, the one thing I think it's, that's important for teachers, students, parents, administrators, everybody, is to really just have empathy and compassion and understanding during this time, because we're not just talking about virtual instruction. Uh, at least the kids I teach are all in Philly, so it's virtual instruction during a pandemic, while there's uh, domestic terrorism to overthrow the government, there's uh, one of the most heated um, presidential elections that we've had ever back in November. Uh, people who are legitimately getting sick with it themselves uh, with COVID. And so just understanding that it's not just you're, you're learning 
as a byproduct of so many other things that are going on at the exact same time. And so just being understanding and compassionate. I know one of the main themes here, Isaiah, was to talk about deadlines and you know personal responsibility. But I mean, deadlines kind of kind of come and go when like the world feels like it's on pause. Yeah. And so just being compassionate with, with all the people that you're interacting with in education right now, I, I think is vital and important in this environment. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, this past year has been um, like a roller coaster, honestly. And I think that what got me through it is this podcast, spending time with you guys and um, school. School can be hard sometimes, but you know, when you have, when you enjoy life and what it, when it like has to offer, you know, you can't really complain sometimes. You, just, you know, just have fun with what you got because you never know when the world can just, just, just stop and take a pause, like, like Mr. Koyo just said. Um, the government is definitely on some shit, honestly. And um, it's nice to have positives in life. And um, this was definitely a huge positive today. And I think talking spit is a huge bright spot for me and a lot of other people in our audience who tune in and watch it. So shout out to all you guys. But um, if anybody don't got nothing else to say, um, Mr. Koyu, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we don't want to keep you too long, but your time here with us today, hugely appreciated. We got to see your perspective and I think everybody learned something today through the audience and even the people on the podcast. So thank you so much. Thank you. We really appreciate it. I appreciate you having me, but I think so much credit goes to the three of you. And I know Sean's not here, so props his way as well. Um, Having listened to a few of your podcasts to prep for this, what what you're doing is just tremendous. And I think it's always great to see, um, I'll call you young people, (laughs) young people (laughs) actively pursuing something that they're passionate about and also just putting it out into the world as like another voice for people. Um, you're doing really good work and I think it's amazing and I just look forward to uh, you know maybe this thing blowing up one day on Spotify or something but also just continuing to be a listener I'm grateful to be a participant for one episode I'm excited to be a listener for all the episodes to come and uh, just keep pursuing your dreams and passions and uh, that's really all that matters in this life the cry um <laughs> Anyway, guys, this has been another episode of Talking Spit. Um, check us out on Spotify. New episodes are dropping soon. Until then, I'm Zay, and this has been Talking Spit.